Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday night segment of The Outer Realm. We're broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 FM from the Gulf Coast and 107.7 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. We're fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee, who have been a part of our journey for quite a while now, <laughs> a long while. So we appreciate you all so very much. And thank you for having the faith in us to continue on for another year. Also, big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, for his contribution of his time, his music, and his voice for the intro that you just heard. He's an award-winning composer of Halloween horror sci-fi and dark wave electronic music, which can be found on all of your favorite music streaming platforms. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind the banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. He also specializes in the horror genre, uh, does a lot of great commission pieces and so on. So tonight, everybody, we're having another Valentine's open mic because, you know, we always have so much fun doing that. So <laughs> I know <laughs> we actually like them as much as you guys enjoy them, just so you all know. Because we could have, being Valentine's Day, we could have played a pre-record tonight and had the night off, just saying. But no, no, <laughs> we wanted to be with you fine people, <laughs> just to have a little bit of fun. Uh, yeah, and, and Valentine's Day is not an easy one to research. Uh, and I add that, because there's uh, like three uh, different stories. <laughs> it's a fun thing, though, because Joe uh, <laughs> and I did a gray zone um on this and we it was titled the dark history of valentine's day yeah and holy crap i mean it took me a whole like probably two weeks but man i bought i i i got found a lot of stuff i won't say that i didn't but i think we had the most fun just looking at historic valentine's day events <laughs> we, there was like hundreds yes. of those freaking things Yes, that I did notice. But when looking up the meaning and how it came about, there's three different stories out there. There's lots, yeah. There's three different ones that even the ones that are researching and go on YouTube and do these shows, they can't even give you an answer. Oh, gosh, no. Uh, you know what? There's a lot of great information. And everything goes back in time into history. But before, we have to have a bit of fun, though, before we start getting into all the Valentine's yeah. Day stuff. And I have to share this because it came up today. Um, I subscribe to different to different sites and, you know, get regular emails. And I could not, I could not pass this one up. Okay. The sitting down bubbles. Let's wait for this one. Okay. Yeah. This woman has slept with 20 ghosts. And oh. she enjoys it so much. She's never going back to men. 
But wow, I, I was kind of, and apparently she's like engaged to a poltergeist or something. So there's I don't know. one lady out there who divorced a ghost. <laughs> I had, I had to say. It. So basically, I, yeah, she, you know, a lot of this people think this is like really spooky, and hers have been all very sexy, and 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 she has very intimate encounters with ghosts, and and just. You know, you guys could check this out and rank her. I want to give them a shout out because this is like great. Is there a sex so, tape? <laughs> Amethyst Realm claims to have. This is her name. Ameth. Okay, right there. Wow. Amethyst Realm claims yeah. to have sex That's with a real these. name. Yeah. So you know, she says she could hear his deep, sexy, real voice, and uh, yeah. So I had to. How 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 <laughs> could I not shout that stuff out? You know. Thanks. I know. Oh, right oh no! Right there we go. Yes. Well, oh. I know that's what I said. Yeah, I'm like no, no, we need to share this with our oh, people shit. because this is just too like what? Well, okay. Why get married? I know, I know, right? So, but anyway, a lot of people chiming in. Well, that's I funny because that. I did say today they need to bring asylums back. I'm just saying, and that's just that's just man, another nail in the coffin for my idea. Yeah, but, yeah. I think it, it, you know, yeah, <laughs> just there. I'm just there. Crazy. And I, after the few days I've had, I've just been like, I saw this and went, this is outstanding. Uh, <laughs> it's totally uh, outstanding. Crazy. Oh my God. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> my mom called me that when I was born. My dad said, no way on Amethyst realm. Oh my no. God. He preferred what, um go like what a light realm or <laughs> i know uh, so you know i mean there's there's lots of stuff going on very bizarre i know i know <laughs> there's a lot of bizarre people you know they stopped they stopped with the asylums because of all the bad stuff that was going on but i feel like we're at a time where we might need to bring that back to get people the care they really do need and it's not for i'm not referring to her i'm referring to people who are people. very very mentally ill well, back in the day, I mean, a husband could commit his wife and children if he just, you know, decided he wanted to switch things up. Well, uh, yeah, goes to an asylum, and yeah. then you had you had asylum seekers in the way that you would have, let's say, really hardcore criminals claiming insanity. They would be put into these asylums because I've investigated. Yep. I've been fortunate to, to to go to a couple of these places, and I'll tell you, they they would pretty much rule the roost with people who, who were very vulnerable. Well, that's um, what really Hills is all about, right? Mm -hmm. But I just, I mean, in this day and age, it would be a different, it would be a different center. It would be a different health center. And I think that we're at a point in this world where it would probably help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Just how I feel. I don't yeah. mean the system from back then but the system mm. that would be now i feel would be very helpful we got too many people who are in a really bad way right now but um well i think it's you know that's probably why they shut down with everything that went on it's just left a bad rap unfortunately and uh yeah i'm, I'm with diane on this <laughs> no lobotomy no I'm talking about I'm talking about people yeah. who are incarcerated when yeah. they should be in an asylum, mm. not in prison. Well, they, you know, um, yeah, people like that. That's what I'm referring to. And we wouldn't have hardened criminals them, right? in there, and we wouldn't have um, 
we would I think they would rename it too. I think it would be more like well, there you are know, like some sort of institution. Wellness. I, I know there are yeah. But a lot of it are more privatized, unfortunately. Like it's, it's yeah, that's what I mean though. Know. We need to bring back government ones. I think it's a world issue. Mm. <laughs> it's just me. Not but, wrong. Anyways, that could be the new Valentine. They could start that next year on Valentine's, have it open for next Valentine's because a lot of stuff happens yeah. on Valentine's Day. I know. I know. There is, yeah, we don't want to talk more about stuff, but no. you know, just, just hitting on some stuff that sort of come up in the different feeds. Man, are there is there a lot of infighting in in I won't just say, you know, you you there's every little little pocket, like you know, there's there's cryptozoology, there's a paranormal, there's ufology. Everybody's got a little bit of infighting here and there, but there seems to be some a lot of extra stuff going on in, in the paranormal field. And it's all, I mean, I have to say, it's always been there for the most part. I think, you know, when I got started in it back in 2004, it was there just weren't as many groups around, or at least because social media was so limited, you just, maybe it's just that we didn't see it all, you know? Mm -hmm. But now with social media, it's holy crud. I I can't, I, I it's almost like, you know, at least a couple of times a day, I am just seeing stuff going across the stream. And I'm thinking, what's happened to the industry, really? I mean, there's enough out there for everybody. That's that's a for sure. But the infighting is just, you know, not cool, I think. I think people have to try to find a way to work together. And that's not always easy, I understand. I mean, you know, I've I've worked with people that where it's been a bit difficult hence why I don't work with them anymore <laughs> and I won't name names but you know it, it happens sometimes you know it plays itself out and people grow one another and and that's what what happened in, some, in the case with my ex-partner and I mean business some partner people just can't work with on yeah. a team some people are just not team players or some people want to always lead and that's you can't do that and it I think the most important thing is knowing your worth to the to the team, knowing what you bring to the table and mm -hmm. focusing on that. And everybody's strengths are different. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I think, you know, as great as social media can be for some people, because for some people it's all they have. I get it. Yeah. You know, like it's 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 only it's it's, it's, it's their world. It's, 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 it is. There really isn't. And 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 I'm all for it like that. Well, I'm happy I also for find them. that I, you know, I had I had a lawyer um friend of mine say one time he goes you know the problem with social media or internet on average is once something gets out there it, it's never gone you can go ahead and you can erase something you can think you can erase it it's never gone it's cash you can find it and i think i mean in canada they're <laughs> hardcore about it they will go after you it's it, the legal system doesn't tolerate it because of all of those things. And no, I, we have an internet division unit department. Yeah, the they, they, they don't yeah. tolerate internet it. Crimes. People have to have to realize, you know, it's just like it could really come back and, and bite you in the behind. Depending and on be you careful are. what you say about other people who make a living too in the yeah. public eye because that becomes liable on defamation, even in Canada. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so for sure. just be careful what you write on, uh, you know, mm. on on certain social media platforms. Yeah, it's except tough. X. Apparently, you can get away with anything there. But yeah, it's tough. But you know what? Yeah, can we all just get along? Yes. <laughs> Where have we ever heard that from? Can we not just all get along? I think there's enough out there for everyone. I think it, it's a, it's a wonderful field. Um, I I really feel that. 
if people collaborated more, they they would be further ahead. And and maybe media has something to do with that because so many people now there's so many shows on looking for stories. And it's sort of become an, an every man for himself sort of thing. And not all groups. I mean, some stand much higher above above others and have, have definitely, you know, put their time in. So kudos to them if you've managed to hang on to your integrity through all that. This is, it's a great thing because it's just something that seems to come and go, unfortunately. So, you know, I stepped, I stepped away from that and, and, um, you know, kind of happy. <laughs> so I can't watch any of that. Yeah, it gets to be a little bit. It. It's, I just find it so boring. I think when you get to a point where you start researching um, so much stuff, you know, with the gray zone, especially, I really, it was all, it was a research show. Yeah. So it was you all really research. enjoyed that. Yeah, it wasn't guests. Yeah. It, it was all research. And, and it was probably mm -hmm. about 20 to 25 hours a week of research that went into every segment. And you learn a lot. And you realize just how big the picture is. It's so much bigger. And you just can't limit it all, I think, to, to one category when so many of them all interconnect. You know, you've, you eventually you're going to branch out you know, one way or another, you're going to branch out because I really truly believe that they, they do connect like it all connects. Mm -hmm. So big picture people, big picture. <laughs> so, you know, very, very big, very big picture. Yeah. But it's an interesting journey. I love the research. I love learning. So you just need to put that show back on. <laughs> do we want to start bubbles? Hmm? Where do you want to start? Um, how about just a, why we even have a Valentine's Day? Okay. Hmm? Well, yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Oh, me. <laughs> You're on. Well, yeah. there's, there's, I've, I've, I've got notes because there's so many stories. Um, I, I understand there's a pagan festival in February and I understand all of the Lupercalia and the Lupreci and all that stuff that we'll get into, but it wasn't always the St. Valentine's day. It mm -hmm. was a festival for fertility originally. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very morbid. Um, <laughs> it was gross. Oh, those pagans. <laughs> um, well, yeah. And then, and of course we do know that the Catholic church takes from the pagans a lot over the years and all of their festivals and trying to make things not, but they changed things and they took from the pagans because they were trying to recruit them into their own church. So by changing the names a little bit, but still, you know, like honoring the solstice, the winter solstice, they can honor Saturn. We can honor Christmas. Like it, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's just, they just, it's the same thing, but they made it so that it was much more acceptable to them. And then we're not going to get into the whole Catholic church thing. Cause mm. it, we're going to get emails. We don't want, <laughs> um, because when you look back, it's really hard to understand why or how this happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of it too, we don't understand because we have the internet now and we can research our own stuff. And when you think way back when, even before medieval times, it mm -hmm. was, 
you know, it, it's whoever they could, they could sell themselves to anyone mm -hmm. with anything, any story, any idea, any plot. It was the best salesman, the snake oil salesman. Mm -hmm. right. And that's how people got there. Cause they couldn't without trying, they couldn't, they wouldn't know if something was real. Mm -hmm. um, so there's stories on Cupid and then there's stories on the fertility. Which one are we? Mm. Cupid comes into play, I think, a little bit later. I th yeah, and I also think it depends on which which uh, culture as okay. well. Well, I have a quote from, uh, I'll say it's history.com. Sorry, I went out to eat in the salt. Michelle knows me. When I eat, <laughs> the salt makes my lips stick together and I can't speak. <laughs> I should never eat out <laughs> on show nights. Because I like seriously, mm -hmm. my lips are stuck together. So I found on on History Channel's website, mm -hmm. they discuss the origins of Valentine's Day, a pagan festival in February, because February 14th was the middle of the month, being that most of the, you know, every mm -hmm. for three years at a time, February ends on the 28th and every fourth on the 29th. That's another show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the <laughs> calendars are another show. Right. Um, so they figured this was the time that birds would start seeking out their mates. Right. And this is, you know, and so they, they wanted to make something more of it and make it more special, but that's, I'm getting it all confused. Let me just read this to you. So in the middle of February to commemorate the anniversary of Valentine's death or burial, which probably occurred around AD 270, others claim that the Christian church may have decided to place St. Valentine's Day feast in the middle of February in an effort to Christianize the pagan celebration of Lupercalia, which mm -hmm. was a celebration of fertility. Mm -hmm. Now, right. did the pagans have the slaughter as well, the sacrifice? Um, well, I think there are a lot of offerings, you know what I mean? Um, again, it depends because the pagan culture, they were, were sort of like, they sort of went way back and they were all over the place. Everybody just assumes that, oh no, they were in like one area. They really no, weren't. You no. know what I mean? So um, it, they do say that the Roman priests, right. um, members of the, Lu I know people call them Luperci, it's Luperci. But, but they were lo loaded with animal sacrifices. So. Yes. And lots this of is sex where and blood. Oh, yes. An order of Roman priests yeah. would gather at a sacred cave where infants Romulus and Remus mm -hmm. the founders of Rome were believed to have been cared for by a she-wolf or lupa lupa is just Italian yep. for wolf yep. the priests would sacrifice a goat for fertility and a dog for purification that really mm -hmm really bothers me and then yeah. they would strip the hide into skins and dip it in their blood and they would they called it a skin slapping but mm -hmm. it wasn't like that they didn't go around beating women but they would single women and women who were newly married would gather around them and they would put this blood on them because it was said to have increased fertility and bring mm -hmm. lovers together and then later get this later they would put their names into a jar Yes. <laughs> and single men would pick and they would unite and sometimes marry. What happened to the no sex before marriage thing? 
this is the Romans. These are Christians. So, you it know, it goes back way me, before that. You yeah, can get like, into the don't Holy come Land at me when like I'm that. questioning the, the Ten Commandments. Don't come at me anymore. Well, a lot okay? of it's because they wanted to make sure that they wanted to make sure that a woman could reproduce. Yes. And then a lot of times, now if that woman got pregnant, then they would marry them. Because if you married someone and she couldn't reproduce and leave you an heir, that was a problem in a lot of cultures. Oh, especially around the, on the royals. Um, <laughs> Henry just took their heads. But um, yeah, so it, it was during the Middle Ages before that you you even had anything about you heard anything about the birds and the mating season and mm -hmm. making it somewhat romantic. It was actually first in France and England mm -hmm. that, that started this. And it was considered a day for romance romance. And the English poet Geoffrey Chaucer was the first to record St. Valentine's day as a romantic celebration in his 1375 mm -hmm. poem, Parliament of Fowls. Writing for this was sent on St. Valentine's Day when every fowl cometh there to choose his mate, meaning the the, the birds. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they, even though there was Valentine greetings as popular as, you know, way back into the Middle Ages, it didn't really become a thing until mm -hmm. England took it. Mm -hmm. And that's where they started. Mm -hmm. And then the whole chocolate thing is another story because I just love that John Cadbury started this. He's the one who started the decorative boxes and the chocolates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So cool. He was also the first one to make chocolate out of cacao beans because before that it was Mesa America and it was drinking chocolate. Right. I like that too. <laughs> well, I'm going to take you to Summers because Summer makes the drinking chocolate. She has it in her new shop. The but, bounce um, off the walls. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But you know, know, it goes back um, even before to ancient times, um, mm -hmm. before the Romans enter the Romans. Because the yes. Romans came in once the church started to amalgamate everything, right? But if you go yeah. back to the time, um, we're going to go back to like Nimrod, believe it or not. And he was the son of Cush, grandson of Ham. So you're going way back, but he was, but for those who, who aren't totally familiar, he was the great grandson of Noah. And he was known as, um, let me get my notes, a mighty one in the earth and a hunter before God. He was a leader who, and you guys all know this. He was one of those, a leader of those who built the tower of Babel and started his kingdom in Babylon. He was never supposed to be a king. Nimrod was also known as Baal, the sun god in pagan beliefs. Yeah. Baal worship is disguised as Satan worship nowadays. Yeah. He's at the top of the list of ranking demons, which is a lot of the pagan gods ended up on the demon list, just so you all know. Um, so now you have the basic idea of that connection and how Nimrod is connected to the origin of Valentine's Day is because a city of Babylon, they celebrated the festival of Oimbol, which took place midwinter for the return of the sun, the sun, right? Like okay. sun, sun in the sky, sun, and the sun god being Baal. So beginning February 2nd, candles were lit to welcome the sun and women began their purification process for the upcoming fertility rites. So, Still Hence fertility. the Romans, yeah, right? Fertility, rebirth, all you know, things like that. Because you're coming in 
you're ending, you're coming in off of the, the long winter nights and the solstices and you're, you're coming into the spring and love is always in the air in the spring. Right. So it, which is, yeah. Cause everything comes back to life. See what exactly. I mean about there's like a hundred stories. There are even yeah. stories where Valentine's day is connected to Satan. Like they're Lucifer. they they just, sure. there's so but many the, of them. But so was, the, you know, the ancient origin, which is. Yeah. I, Tower of Babylon, that, that's like way pre-AD, right? Yeah. Note to self, never call someone a Nimrod. Again, <laughs> um, the oldest known Valentine still in existence today was a mm. poem written in 1415 by Charles, Duke of Orleans, mm -hmm. not New Orleans, but Duke right. of Orleans, to his wife while he was in prison in the Tower of London following his capture at the Battle of Agincourt. All these names sound like Canada and they're in England. <laughs> the greeting is now part of a manuscript collection of the British Library in London, England. And then several years later, it's believed that King Henry V hired a writer named John Lydgate to compose a Valentine note to Catherine of Valois. So mm -hmm. it's it comes in, but I just wanted to make the point that it did start in England, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So England, you are responsible for all the commercial. No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> all the yeah, commercialism I, I think of, of I Valentine's think, Day. <laughs> yeah, I think the commercial part of Valentine's Day for sure, because there's well, such ancient Cadbury. rituals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. started it, and it was it, out. It was it's, because it's, of the it's war. It's a neo-pagan celebration of ancient fertility. You know, yeah. it's way, but way, there, there was way a back. war, and he he wanted to you know, enlightened and, mm -hmm. and he made these decorative boxes and some people still have them. I wish I had them. They're so pretty, but right. he used other people's artwork, like the vintage Victorian Cupid um, right. illustrations and, and cards and things like that. But the first Valentine's day cards came out of England because there was a company that um, there used to be a lot of mail all the time and it was always postcards and people were getting tired of seeing of their letters being visual to anybody could read them. Right. So they stopped sending and stopped buying these postcards from this company. So this company was the, I can't remember the name of the company, but they created the envelope mm -hmm. and started making these Valentine images. And that's when it flew. Right. Right. So that's about world war one. Right. So early 1900s. And I'm like, Oh my like when you see how, so yes, you can blame England for commercialism with the cards and the chocolate. Well, I know even into England. Victorian times, um, yeah. they were very, they love the macabre and, and you would find that sort of stuff even through Halloween, through Christmas, you know, through Valentine's Day, it was always very, yeah. very dark. And it, it's interesting as to why that is so you know, it's supposed to be this really, you know, it's a time of rebirth. Yes, and of course, Hallmark. you know, everybody oh sort of God. gets in sorry. together. But when you're getting I'm in. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was Hallmark. I don't know how I could have forgotten that. Thank right. you, Diane. <laughs> when you're getting into different, let's say, you know, the symbols of Valentine's Day, of course, we always think of the rose, which is the worship of Venus. So, see, again, we're getting to Venus, the goddess of of love and fertility and immortality and things like that. But Cupid goes back to, um, again, we're getting into Cupid and Eros. So Cupid was given the power, of course, to cause love and begin. 
or Cislav. He's the Roman god of desire, technically, affection, erotic love, but he was also known as Eros, E-R-O-S. And it's believed that he shot, if he shot his arrow at any unsuspecting target, the victim would fall in love with the first person encountered. But Eros is, Cupid is a Roman equivalent, um, I guess, to what would be um, equivalent to Tam Tammuz, which is technically the reincarnate of Nimrod. So see how we go We go back and Tammuz became like the god of the heart. And this is depicted in, you know, Egyptian fruit, example, Persia, known as the avocado, right? So it's a lot of little things. But allegedly, the heart represents the image of, again, Moloch, the bell, the sun god, fire god. Moloch is an ancient god of child sacrifice. So you see how he fits in to... To, to sacrifice, right? Yep. So, and his his idol, of course, was he was a bull. The cultures would build these furnaces. It was crazy. But all of this, I mean, and by the way, Moloch worshippers are still allegedly active today. And you know, that's a whole other show right there. But whole other. You, you see what I mean? How all of this stuff goes back to really ancient, ancient stuff. And and when you think about it, how is a, how is a god of child sacrifice affiliated with Cupid? Different like, beliefs. Right? Yeah, like, but Cupid doesn't come in until way, way later. And Eros is funny that it's Roman because it's a very popular name in Rome. In well, the, it is. And 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 yeah, again, that was just Greek. a Roman version of it. Yeah. But you know, you know, Cupid, you're getting into he's a time of, of of he was a Roman god of desire. This is Roman times. Yeah. That he was very active. He was just the character that became part of the whole commercial side of everything. Because he looked all cute and stuff, right? They made him look all cute and fluffy, like this bouncy and chunky baby. And yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, but I mean, technically speaking, not so much. You know, not not so much. Like like you're getting back into some pretty dark origins with that. So why is he yeah. depicted as a child? I think again, it's it's just being because, commercialized because yeah, he wasn't. They say what was said is that it because of his from birth what they saw in him, and that's why the portrait comes from him looking like a child because that's when they determined he was this god. Yeah. So they use that, the cherubs. And then you find the cherubs come in to art in the Renaissance. Renaissance. I said it like mm. Hamilton does. The Renaissance. Mm. In the Renaissance, you'll see a lot of cherubs as well with Michelangelo. Mm -hmm. I agree so with this comment. Einstein holidays put together by different parts yeah. of history. Yes. Einstein holidays put together yes. by different parts of history. Whenever the church would come in and take over you know a, a civilization pretty much they would always incorporate their belief systems which makes sense technically because you know you you want to to keep people to show that you are somewhat accepting of their customs and that's every civilization you know this this is how it works you know and unfortunately they 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 tweaked it up to the point where it slowly starts to disappear 
believe it or not, if you really read through the Bible, you would see a lot of occult stuff in there and a lot of pagan mm -hmm. stuff in there. It's all there. It's not like, don't just take our word for it, man. Pick up the book, read it, and you'll see and just sort of go like, wow, who knew? Yeah. There. You heard it here if you haven't heard it before. <laughs> You're welcome. We did that for so, you. But yeah. seriously, seriously, when I was looking into St. Valentine and seriously and what goes on my phone. Because you say seriously and serious thing. Serious. Ser yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I could have sworn I turned that gal off a long yeah. time ago. Um, you come up with three different stories, but because two of them are resemble each other so much, mm. you can go with that one over the other one, but we won't get into that. It's too early to get into that. We'll get into that later as to why it was after called St. Valentine. That's where the church comes in. Mm. It has nothing to do with Valentine's Day before that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even named Valentine's Day until the saint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. San well, Valentino. Yeah. Well, I mean, then you've got your... You've got your, like, who, who was, you know, like, who was he really? Yeah. Technically speaking, who was, you know, who was St. Nicholas? Or not St. Nicholas, St. Valentine. Valen yeah. Mm -hmm. well, which is funny because his name's not Valentine. He was Roman. His name was Valentino. Mm -hmm. But... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, well, I like right. look no, at this going. Why are we calling him Valentine? There, there's multiple Saint Valentines. There's including multiple. the decapitated one. That was the article I read. I was like, "What?" Oh, decapitated. <laughs> yes, because Which different is, cultures have they adapted the Saint Valentine in their own cultures and yeah. gave their own stories. And some of them are different towns, so their story would change a little bit. But it was always Valentine, regardless of where. Yeah the country was that celebrated because mm -hmm. there, it, the whole world does not celebrate Valentine's Day. No, no, not so at all. It's not like, well, Christmas, but the, the West world loves doesn't anything either. commercial. Yes, it does. Everything commercial. Yes, it so does. That, that's yes, it where does. we're sitting with it. Right. Do you think that started after world war one? Well, commercializing. Yeah. I a lot so. of stuff. Was yeah, I, I think I think so. I mean, those that was a time of the depression. I don't really think yeah. that there was a whole lot of no, but like after, you know yeah. what I mean? In the years yeah. when everything started getting better and they were celebrating and partying, which would become another another fiasco after that. Mm -hmm. Well, see, the, the, see, I mean, the the Victorians, you know, celebrated a lot of that stuff. If you're looking at Valentine's Day cards and stuff, which originate and starts in like the 1400s, um, you know, well, you go back, like you say, to the Middle Ages, it was after that when Valentine's actually began to appear. The mm -hmm. oldest one that exists even today, uh, like you say, it was in a poem by Charles Duke of New Orleans in 1415. And he wrote this to his wife while he was in prison in the Tower of London following his capture after the Battle of Agincourt. Mm -hmm. By the 17th century, Valentine's Day was been celebrated all over the world. So you know what? I mean, it, it was there. Today it's an estimated that 145 million Valentine's Day greeting cards are sent out every year. 145 million Valentine's Day cards. Are sent? Every year. 
That's what the, that's what this said here. It's estimated that 145 million Valentine's Day greeting cards are sent out every you single year. Are crazy. And it says by 1840, <laughs> Esther B. Howland began selling the first mass-produced cards in America. You she was known as the mother crazy. of the Valentine, and she, as she made these really elaborate cards made of lace, ribbons, and colorful pictures known as scrap. So she's also the mother of scrapbooking. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, that <laughs> makes sense because back then her Valentine cards looked like what we see as scrapbooking now. Yeah. And people use scrapbooking for journals now. Exactly. They do both. Um, I know. Yeah, right? see how many things are linked to it. It's just kind of, it's just really crazy. Um, yeah. 145. Forbidden history, grisly ghosts, monstrous cryptids, and harrowing folklore dominate Japan's history and culture. Mysterious Japan is a bi-weekly podcast presenting these spine-chilling horror stories, urban legends, and unbelievable histories in a campfire story format. Many of these tales have never been presented in English before. Our journey takes place where dark history and supernatural folklore collide. Mysterious Japan is produced, written, and translated by recognized Japan expert Dr. Heath Avey. Season 1 relates the unbelievable legends and ghost stories from the so-called suicide forest. Listen to Mysterious Japan for free on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more at our website at themysteriousjapan.com and be transported by unbelievable stories where the lines between reality and folklore become blurred in the shadowlands of Japan. Once again, that's themysteriousjapan.com. Wow. Yeah. So, I, I made the card <laughs> yesterday, Sabrina, and I did it together for John. So nice like, though. it's well, I just feel that it's Sabrina has always made cards for us, and she's 26, my daughter, and she still does. And I love them because mm -hmm. they're like love notes. Exactly. That's what they are. They're literal love notes. She yes. doesn't decorate, they're not fancy. It's exactly who she is, simple mm -hmm. and to the point. But, anyways, yeah. So yeah. I love no. them and and I do that for her. So, yeah. Right. I see I love it. I love it. Yeah. I think you have it's you know you have to get away from the the whole commercial aspect of it. If you think about it, more money is spent Valentine's Day, you know, when you think of all the dinners and because a lot of restaurants will oh no, you only have Valentine's Day menu and it costs both eyes out of your head. But you know what what the most popular Valentine's Day world destinations are? Las Vegas, oh, Paris, uh, yeah, Chapel, Sweden, Rome, Venice, and Hawaii. But Venice should be, you know, <laughs> Venice is the shape of a heart. If you see an aerial view of Venice, it's actually the canal is actually uh, the center is a heart. Yeah, and that's nice. that's the truth. Right. But um, yeah, it's one of the most romantic places in the world. But the first thing they have is like Las it, Vegas. How is that more romantic yeah. than Paris? Come on, because. <laughs> well, Venice can Venice can at times smell like a sewer. Just saying, but mm. and yes, they're my people. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like mm. it, it's not exactly the. Right. But I can see what they mean by it. <laughs> you yeah. can get Venice in Vegas. <laughs> you can get Paris in Vegas. You can probably get it all <laughs> in Vegas. For well, sure, they have those hotels. Know? They have the Venetian. They have right. Paris. Paris. You don't have to travel to Europe. You can just go to Vegas. It's all there. And you get it's the all there. and you get everything. And I'm sure there's probably some Switzerland I there know. too. 
But um, yeah, they have gondola rides there. I think, but it smells like chlorine. But it's probably much more pleasant than than Venice in the summer, right? Because that canal stinks. But right, and not really put yeah, putting you in the mood for love. But um, you know, um, <laughs> then we've got historic Valentine's Day events. Now there were hundreds of these freaking things, but I chose these. Pope Gregory the Seventh excommunicates the Holy Roman Emperor Henry VI in 1076. <laughs> this was on Valentine's Day. 900 Jewish people are burned alive in Strasbourg <sighs> after being blamed for the Black Death in 1349. Yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah, dark, dark stuff. English Parliament puts Mary Stuart and Prince William III on the throne in 1689. Astrologer James Bradley presents his discovery of the wobbling motion of the earth on its axis, 1747, see historic events. The U.S. flag is recognized in 1778 on this day. Captain James Cook is killed in 1779. The Battle of Kettle Creek takes place in 1779 as well on this day. Oregon becomes a state in 1859. Alexander Graham Bell applies for a telephone patent in 1876. There's a big one for you, Bubbles. Jimmy Hoffa is born, 1913. Oh, for the love of God. There's a, there's, there's a couple of mob connections on Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. uh, Arizona becomes a state, 1912. And here's a big, big mob connection. The St. Valentine's Day Massacre in Chicago, where seven gangsters were allegedly killed allegedly on Al Capone's orders in 1929. And one of my personal favorites, the original Dracula film with Bella Lugosi was released on this day in that crazy? 1931. Right? Crazy on Valentine's Day, mind you. Mind you, wasn't the exorcist released that Christmas? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. 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 Wow. I the whole Capone thing, the funny thing is is he was in a Florida court when that happened. And another right thing doesn't zach Fagans own that wall the which one the the wall that they were allegedly i think so yeah i think it's i think he gym. bought the wall right yeah i think so i think so i, I know he investigated know where it was at one time I, but yeah now i don't know i've never touched the wall i've never seen the wall but i imagine that a lot of that was that energy would still be on the property as well mm -hmm. for sure because I mean, let's. Let, this is how many times have you guys heard us talk about this? Um, when the spirit leaves the body or enters the body, you can imagine what kind of an energy transfer that is. Like what kind of a of an imprint the, that would leave in time and space? Yeah. A ripple effect, dimensional. You know, especially with like with with guns and that that that's well, like they, a ripple they effect. They saw it coming too because they were yeah. lined up against the wall execution yeah, exactly. style. So they did see it coming. So that that blood boiling would have happened long before they took exactly. their last round. Yeah. So that you know that is one hell of a, vis a residual imprint. You know, so you can take the wall. It doesn't necessarily mean that the spirits are going to hang and be stuck to the wall. They're probably going to remain on the property where their bodies actually came to an end. I would think you might get one that's like, I'm going with that wall. I don't know. Mm. I wouldn't go with the wall. Personally, I would stay put on the land if I was. You that's know. what I was thinking personally. 
I yeah. thought this is the wall. I don't know unless it's just something for him that he wanted. I yeah. don't know how he obtained it. I don't know how he purchased it. I don't know if he bought the land well, and then got the wall. I have no idea how he did it, but he mm -hmm. has a lot of stuff in that museum. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it is a museum and it's cool for people to go and be able to see these things that they may, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to go around to all these different places and see everything. So he's managed to, to like, you know, many museums is you bring things to one place where people can, can see it, you know? So mm -hmm. it provides a service and people love the whole thrill of it. And again, I kind of wonder if it goes back to that whole Tulpa thing, you know, <laughs> where, because you're in this place with all of this stuff and let's say, yeah. let's say there's nothing with the wall. Let's use the wall as an example, since we're talking about it. So let's say, you know, you there's nothing in the wall, and people are fixated on the wall because seven guys were killed there. Um, are they with their mindset essentially creating an energy? Like, how many people create energy in that place just by and only six died there because there was one gentleman who I'm gonna call him a gentleman because I don't want to call him a mobster, we don't know, who actually was shot 14 times but didn't die till he got to the hospital. Because wow, the police got there power. right after. Right. Yeah. And yeah. this was Capone's rival. It was his garage. It mm. was, you know. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so they tried to get stuff out of him while they were working on him, but he mm. wouldn't he wouldn't give up anything. And that's mob code mm. as well. Um, you know, he's not gonna say anything because there's still people left behind. Not everybody was there that day that was supposed to be mm. as well. So this was this was more of a message hit, but they did take mm -hmm. out six souls there and one went to the hospital. So I wonder sometimes, does his soul haunt the hospital or does it go back? That goes through my mind. These are the crazy if, things that go through my head. If he's, I, my belief is, if you don't know your dad, you're probably going to just, you may, you may stick around where you die thinking, what am I doing here? Yeah. But let's just say he had time because, I mean, he experienced it. He didn't die right away. He was aware of what happened to him. Would yeah. he go back to the place where it happened? Would he go back to try to, you know, take revenge on those who did it to him? Try or, to get some information. If you're stuck, would you go back to your family? I don't know. Where would you go? Would you, you just go forward being happy that you got out yeah. of it? Because <laughs> like, I don't, it, it yeah. doesn't mean he's, he was a mobster. He could have been a mechanic that worked there. They just mm -hmm. lined up these people early in the morning and took them out. Mm -hmm. But I won't often wonder that because he had enough breath in him to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, for to the well aware, you know, questioning him. So it makes me wonder if he indeed went back, or I need a photograph of him. I need to if, if you were a ghost, where would you go? <laughs> if you were grounded, where would you go? Not into the light. <laughs> I don't want to come back. <laughs> I'm just telling you that now. <laughs> no, there's a show and a half, but yeah, right. Oh, so, my God, yeah. no, um, I get it. Yeah. I wouldn't want to go back to the place. That's I'm not that kind of person though. But you see, that's the same idea as cemeteries. People yeah. people go, well, you know, cemeteries are haunted, these spirits are still there. I yes. find that if you're aware, like if you don't know you're dead, you might hang around your body. But there's still a degree of common sense. 
it's just like you see your body's not moving. You're going to kind of go, okay, well, I want to go home and see what's going on. Like people not necessarily going to hang around the the cemetery, but what does hang around the cemetery are, <laughs> are things that like to feed off the energy and of the grieving, grieving yes. people, I think. Yes. Or, you know, even like thrill seekers who want a good scare. I, I, I don't know. Yes. Like, I wouldn't hang around the cemetery either. I do it as, as living beings because I really like cemeteries. And, and, and it's not just being weird. Or, you know, well, okay, it's being weird. But, hey, you know, the Victorians love to have picnics in cemeteries. I'm not Victorian. I love to have picnics in cemeteries. We, we grew up that way that it I was know, it's, it's, take a yeah it's no big deal like as, as as a youngster i didn't have fear of stuff like that no you know? i would often like just sit in front of my mom's grave and like with coffee or whatever and talk to her but, but i knew she wasn't things. there i knew she wasn't there but it was for me yeah it was for but me. a lot and of times like, it is a funeral yeah. is for the living but you know you know who does often um haunt not ha necessary haunt out of um choice is children's spirits that i did see a lot of in salem because it was so much tragedy mm. on the mayflower when they came in sick and babies and children were dying and they were burying them mm -hmm. by the dozens every week God. yeah and um that i did notice there was a lot of child spirits there but i think it it's not something that you can generalize i think it depends where and what happened and when mm. it happened right. and i find that People who have died in the last 50 years, you'll see less of them mm -hmm. in spirit than those who died years and years before that. If, if they're and, aware that they pass, I think so. Yes. And, and why stuck, is you're stuck that? for a reason. You don't know what's exactly. going on. Right? And, right. and why is that? Because we know that we don't have to stay behind. And I think that comes with the, you know, the new age well, and everything. After yeah. Well. I think in this day and age with, with media being what it is, being so communicative about it, with the internet being so communicative about it, if you were somebody who, who yeah. passed in the age of, of all of this technology and all, all of this stuff, you would know. No. But, I mean, not only would you know you don't have to stay here, but you know, you can have a, you know to have a lot of fun with all this technology. Yes. I, was, I would be just like, we can have it. But I would do. <laughs> I, I, think I would, way, I would definitely come back and say, hey, I'm good. You know, yeah. break a few things right. and shatter a few things, or maybe turn on the radio. That seems to really get John's goat. It's it scares them, but mm -hmm. like <laughs> we probably do stuff like that. Um, but I don't. I I like I said, and you don't. I could say that saying if I died a natural death, but I don't know if I would do that if I was hit by a car or if I was murdered. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think if I was murdered, I'd have to say I'd probably come back. Well, then you fall under you know? unfinished business. Exactly. So you would want to maybe come back and communicate with somebody, say, hey, this person killed me. Or this hey, is what happened. I was in the clock. You know, yeah. like you, you would want to somehow finalize things. A lot of yeah. spirits stay behind because they have this, they're not done yet. They still have to, you know, they still have messages. They still want to let people know this is what I was thinking. This is why I did it. Or this is why this is a person who did it to me. And this is why this person did it to me, for example, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it, it's just, if you're murdered, you want to tell, you know, like we, we, my, my ex colleague and I, we had worked at a location and the woman had been murdered and it was a woman's shelter. And for two weeks it went unnoticed, believe it or not. Like 
even a woman's shelter, but they were all apartments. And so by herself. And it wasn't until they could start smelling something that they realized something was wrong. That woman told us who killed her because that guy was like coming around trying to be all concerned. And it was like a boyfriend. Yeah. And you know what? We, we, the person who, who brought us in to investigate, we got that information. We relayed it and we just went, okay. And he amazingly, first off, the only reason we were brought in is because it was paranormal activity going on while they were trying to clean the place up after the coroner had been there. This is what these guys do. If they were a cleanup crew for, you know, there was much, not much left after mm -hmm. two weeks in a hot summer. So I'll leave that right there. But, you know, we showed our due diligence. Well, this is, this is, you know, you called us, which was extraordinary to start with and gave him the information. You know, he went and he gave it to the police anyway. And mm -hmm. he thought the most they're going to do is think I'm crazy. They were already looking at the guy. And she gave enough information. They couldn't close their eyes to it. That's right. Yeah. So they, they, they kept the investigation going and they knew where to go with it. And yeah. they were able to arrest him. So you see, sometimes through the, the, the most peculiar ways, they will go to a medium or they will go to anybody and find a way to communicate. And she was completely at peace after that. She was just, just went and it was, it was, it was beautiful to see. And, and, but she would not leave until she got her information. I'm like, okay, we understand. It's wonderful because she probably did that because this was a person who was capable of doing it again. Oh, absolutely. And she probably stayed around to get that message out so that the next person, and I believe that she would know who that person is. She and, did. Uh, and he was looking yeah. for money. Like he was torn apart some of the furniture and mm -hmm. oh, it was crazy. It was crazy, but, but yeah. it, it just goes to show you, like, there's there... no such thing as a perfect murder. Bobby Brown says ah, it all the time. Mm -hmm. He says it all the time, and he's right. There isn't. Exactly. exactly. It always comes back. Let's hit some comments. Ah, Diane. Hi, Diane. Says, my friend hangs out around the guy that killed her, scares him, etc. I knew them both. I'm sorry that you have lost a friend that way. That's, yeah, that's But I'm terrible. glad that she scares him. Uh, I said. Or go haunt where they lived, more likely. Probably yeah. trying to reach out to their loved ones. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes it's just a comfort for them, too, to be back where where yeah. they were. Uh, Diane continues, he's moved three times. She still plays his guitar late at night, etc. Noise, clocks, gong. I uh, say good for her. but Me in too. Same, in the same respect, I, mm. I feel that she could... You know, it would be nice if she could move onward. You could still come back after, you know, you, you, you've moved over. Uh, you just come back without all the, the baggage, so right. to speak. But then you find when you do go that none of it matters anymore. You can't take the baggage with you. That's the that thing. That sounds like she hasn't ascended. Yeah. 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 Because you're too fixated. I'm a Pisces. I'm a Pisces yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. And people are just very, very fixated on, on that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just reminds me of a story that Wayne had told me. He's not in the chat right now. Um, but his mother, she honestly, the woman took her last breath and then all of a sudden went, <clears throat> came back. And, and we, she was silent. He goes, I thought for sure that was it. And all of a sudden pops up in bed. <clears throat> Like somebody gave that woman a second chance because of the type of woman she was. I won't get into that. 
But yep. she went on for the following months and she'd say, I don't know where that train is. I'm sitting here with all my bags on the platform and they're telling me I can't take them and blah, 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 blah. And Wayne, though, he's understanding. He's going, oh, well, <laughs> you know, maybe you just got to leave the bags here. And, and, you know, anyway, she was given about four months, five months to right her wrongs and was having all these conversations with all these spirit individuals and then died peacefully in her sleep. You know, um, I'll add event like, you know, when her time finally came and she made her peace, but that woman, for the amount of times she used to go on about her bags and waiting for the train, and they told her repeatedly that she could not take the bags with her, I thought was a really interesting uh, metaphor. metaphor like, yeah, interesting very story, much. Right? As in life, we say baggage. Me. Yes, baggage. But yeah. to her, she's waiting for the train. She's on a platform. She's got her bags. She can't take them. They won't let her. They're telling her that, you know, you know, you can't take everything you need to, you know, she, so, maybe she needed to fulfill the remainder of her contract. I, well, I don't doubt that at all. I just find it so interesting how they use or she used the bags and getting on a train to go to her destination. I agree. Saying, you can't take the bags. No, it's very fascinating. Right. Yeah. I it's know. a validation in my opinion. Yeah. Um, hi, Adrian. My late husband said he was going on a train trip before he died. I'm sorry mm -hmm. for the loss of your oh. hubby. Let's see um, with interesting. Train. Yeah. Yeah. Where I felt when I had my NDEs, I felt like I was crossing a bridge. See? That's yeah, interesting. I think it depends. I don't know on your experience, but all every time I had it, it was like a bridge leading to, but I didn't see the bridge. It just, Right. In my mind, I knew I was walking on one. Right. But I see it as a metaphor of bridging one side to the other. Right. The, but <sighs> see, and that's, but yeah. that's how you, rep, that's how you, it was a represented or a representation to you. And I was sent is. back. Yeah. And it's 12 years. Let's hope I have another 12. <laughs> Let's hope that it'll go back. Now, now. Like, you now, know, because we do, we do, like, I have a belief that we have some kind of contract and written story that we come down here mm -hmm. and, and down here or next door, or wherever we are mm -hmm. to, to complete as lessons. And then I believe that we also have free will that interferes with it. And that's why we continually come back. And that's why I said I would not walk into the light because I don't want to go back to school. Well, Literally. I mean, you can reincarnate anywhere as well. There's nothing saying it has to be here. Yeah, but I maybe, uh, maybe we like, don't like the other places either, though. How do we know? Like, why would we pick here? Because we like, can't remember. Maybe we chose here for a reason, you know? Like, I don't know. I just think that they stuck us in the sandbox for time. <laughs> we just don't all know how to how to play well together because this is really like... You know, it's, it's a hard. It's a hard place to be. Life, life is. Don't get me wrong. Life is beautiful. I'm glad I wake up every day. You know, I, I look at the people around me. It's just like I made it. I made it another day. Some mm -hmm. people aren't aren't so lucky, and um, I've seen too much of that lately. And and you, it, it makes you, it makes you ponder a lot and and question things a lot. And mm -hmm. you know, you just realize that you don't. I always say, don't waste your time on things that don't matter, on people who don't jive with your vibe, as I say, you know, and um, 
and just find another way. Do what makes you happy because it's at a point right now where, man, it is a good thing just to get up every day, face another day and spend it with the people you love. Yeah, absolutely. Very fortunate that way and very grateful. Um, I think sometimes some of our lessons might be that we have to deal with those people and that could be part of the reason that we're here. Maybe we're here to assist them, not necessarily. I think to a degree, yes. Yeah, it's really tough. But free will, I don't know. You know, I always said that that this year, because the last year was very hard. You know, it was very, very hard, like losing my my mom. That was a complete yeah. shock, but it is what it is, you know, and 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 it's still, you know, so people like yeah, And you're coming up on that anniversary. Absolutely. That too, you know, but I also know this free will. So I ponder, you know, if somebody whether your family or whether whether they're their 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 friends, associates, work partners, whatever the case may be, if you cannot make it work then just walk away because honest to god you will be much happier in the long run you don't know if you're going to be here you know we, like our neighbor passed away it's just beautiful artists i mean mm. this woman had stuff in, in galleries and she was just what i call a really truly amazing human being i'll always say i love you you're a good human <laughs> because oh my god some people are just they're nice people but they're not necessarily a good human and mm -hmm. um you know, there's all, we all have that part of us that, that, you know, we're a work in progress It's why the hell we're here because <laughs> we're working yeah. in progress, mm -hmm. but some people have it better than other people. And, and that was really difficult for only two weeks ago. So we're just sort of, we sense, we feel that loss because that energy is not there anymore. No, so, you, know, you could come out hard. every day. She'd be in her gardens and be, oh, hello. Yeah. You know, and, and she was so sick. And yet, that woman always smiled and she was always kind. And, and, but she was the first to say all the time, she goes, I just don't allow negative people in my space. And, you know, I was just like, okay, that works. That fits. It's, you know, to each, to each their own. It's not so easy to, to do that though. She was very fortunate, but she said, you know, she said, she was, I come from a world of artists, we're all very hoity-toity, but we're all loving light, and everybody's like, you know, I, I'm just like so, almost like a what do you like, like a bohemian type of boho, loving light flower child, like, <laughs> like, you know, like how's the best way to describe you? And she says, yeah, probably like that. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I love it, but I, I just find that, man, be happy that you can wake up every day and that you have people who love you. And that you have, you know, people who want to spend time with you because otherwise it's just, you know. It, it's funny because I used to spend my life a lot differently before having a child. I was a lot more reckless in the sense that I liked doing extreme things. And my goal was always to jump out of a plane. And then I remember getting pregnant and I'm like, I can oh, do it. okay, yeah. well, I'll just wait till after the baby. And then. It's no. like she's a year, two years. This is twenty four years ago. It's not a good idea. And you're like, yeah, this isn't good. This no. isn't something I should be doing. I mean, no. up until, um, I'd say five, six years ago, I was going to do the walk. You've heard me say that a hundred times. Mm -hmm. I want to walk around the CN Tower. I want to do a fundraiser for Kidney Foundation. Blah blah blah. And John just looked at me and he goes, "What if you fall?" I go, "What it?" And then I went, "Oh, 
My life insurance agent is a friend of mine. He goes, don't be silly now. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, Mr. Well, Logical. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's dangerous because I, no one has died from doing that walk around the CN Tower in Toronto. No one's passed away yet. And I think it's thrilling. And like base jumping, no. But am I afraid of heights? No. Mm. You know, so like, yeah, crazy kind of in the sense that um, – I've raced when I shouldn't have. With how many times do I say, "Live your best life, live your adventure"? Just, just don't have, have children. Yeah, but don't have. It's children. a game changer for well, sure. It is the very much for me. It was like the right. the Would fast you? driving stopped. The mm -hmm. well, even before I got married, the racing stopped because mm -hmm. I would do a street race. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but not at like 16. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I did it without a license. I'm just saying, a but, you know, well, see, so. you had Cayuga in Toronto. We just had the streets. Yeah. It, it was in the middle of the streets. Yeah. But anyways, it's long story in a different show and I probably still could get charged for it. So let's not talk about it. But right. Yeah. You, you really, for me anyways, everything changed for me. Yeah. After I had her all of a mm. sudden that part of my life that I would have been more in that extreme sport, like the snowboarding from higher cliffs mm -hmm. and things like that, even skiing will not happen mm -hmm. because yeah. I know someone who went skiing and mm -hmm. her lung was punctured her first time mm -hmm. because the way she fell in the ski, yeah, it happens. Yeah. And I think, no, I've got a child who needs me. Mm -hmm. So it is different. You live for different reasons and you're grateful for different reasons mm -hmm. when you have a child. But I got to tell you, if I didn't have her, I would have been on that tower and I would have jumped out of that plane. That's just who I am, but mm. I will not get on a cruise ship. Titanic. <laughs> yeah. There just saying. Titanic. Oh. We can we can do a show on all the ships that sank and all the spirits with that. Just mm -hmm. saying. They just recovered new footage of the Titanic. They're showing it now. And there's mm. skeletons in it. Oh boy. <laughs> well, we know that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, Diane. That. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Diane says, I have, I found a lot of people I know or have met are from past lives. You often recognize them. Yeah, I think so. And so, Sundragon says, I agree, Diane. We recognize their soul energy, right? right. Uh, Lady Spider Witch. Right. Hello. I have a lovely book, The Ancient Celts by Barry Cunliffe. It does mention that the ancient Celts did celebrate in bulk. Yeah, in, in February. Yeah. In February, the Druids played an important role in it and sacrifices too. See, it's like it, everywhere. It's, it was widespread. I mean, yeah. you know what? It, it, it was part of the ancient worlds, you know, sacrificing. I mean, go back to Abraham, you know, trying to, it was ready to sacrifice his only child until God says, oh, no, no, you know. I was just kidding and messing with it. You don't have to do it. No, really. But it was kind of, it was kind of, yeah. it was kind of like that. You know, it, it, it goes back a really, really long, long ways. And I think that's But part did of that this happen? Metaphorically, it's in the Bible. <laughs> I'm just saying. But did but it? Sacrifices. Why would God ask for a sacrifice? Like, see, there's a million well, questions for me right there. Can we go there. back to guys just, you know, go back and like look at the, the, the Atlantis show we just did. Guys, just get into like Gnosticism a little bit. Really read, and you're gonna you'll find some things that might leave you sort of gobsmacked, going, ah, uh, yeah, I did not see that coming. Mm. <laughs> so 
So there's a lot of stuff in there for sure. But yeah, you it's know, a, it's a tough one for me. And that I think we're living in a world where we're questioning everything too right now, because there are so many falsehoods and with the mm -hmm. internet, you can't believe everything. And well, you can't, like, but, but that's, that's in, you know, the, the Bible, so to speak, but there's yeah. so many writings that are starting to, to come up and people are starting to do because of the internet, they're starting to do a lot more research um, and, and I mean, that's, it's all, it's all right there. But if you go back to January 17th with Michael LaFlemme and he talks about Atlantis, uh, there, oh, was, there was some information in that show as it went along that might explain why, you know, we have this jealous and vengeful God. Maybe, maybe, you know. I'll leave it there because again, it's just, it's, 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 yeah, you know, one, one person's history, but it, but it is, it is a Gnostic belief system, right? So that goes way, way back. So leave it right there. Anyhow, why don't we do an early sponsor and station ID and then sure. we could just continue on. No problem. Right. Let me just get to the page. No, that's not it. Oh. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you gotta love when you can't see your own uh, screen. That's a bastard. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You are listening to The Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 107.7 FM as well as on the Gulf Coast on 105.3 FM. We are live on the Roku channel and they archive us as well. No guests tonight. We are talking all about Valentine's Day. It's open mic night. Was he a saint? Wasn't he a saint? Where did it start? Why is there so many stories? If you're just tuning in, no worries. You can stream our archives on any platform you normally use. Search United Public Radio and then The Outer Realm to find us. Remember to click like and subscribe. Add us to your playlist so you never miss an episode. And don't forget, kindly share us with your friends and family. A huge thank you to, let me get my cup here, Folgers Coffee. Thank you for your continued support and sponsoring our show from day one. And we hope that this is an everlasting relationship. We adore you. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Our promo media, our fabulous banner, is courtesy of Steve McGinnis, horror illustrator, rather. He's a fantastic artist, and he also creates commissioned pieces. And Michelle said, pet pieces too, which I think are so sweet. He can be found on Facebook. Thank you so much, Steve, for your contribution and for your time and all of your beautiful work that you shared with us to help us continue to promote ourselves every day. Our intro and outro is courtesy of Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, award-winning composer, vocalist, and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp, stream on any platform, and find him on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, Justin. Also, Justin has his music available when you're creating stories on your social media. So look him up. You can hear his clips. <laughs> And of course, his great creepy videos are so cool. Lastly, give us a like and subscribe and share with your friends and family, especially if you're watching us right now on Facebook or on YouTube. Click it right now. 
are watching. Cook it right now. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. I'm watching Lips you. Stuck together, yeah. salt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh. use that much salt. So when you when you go out to eat, it's like what the really gives you pucker power. Right, so. like it's just crazy. Thank, like, thank you. you. <laughs> I would hope so, Steve. <laughs> oh my God. You know, it, it's it always um it's always interesting to see smash the like button. Like button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. What he said. <laughs> yes. For that, I'm buying the first fat bastard. It's uh -oh. opening soon beside me, see. So I <laughs> <laughs> um, get a burrito in there. Oh God, burritos. I'm so good with that burrito. <laughs> no beans. Oh my God. Um I'm I'm always interested in the different um folklore around certain holidays where they stem from. I find that this one is the one that just doesn't get a lot of attention. It, it does commercially speaking, but everything is based on on something ancient. And there's just a lot of stuff that is kept, you know, kept from us. And and again, when you look at it, like Amelia said, there's like three different versions. Yeah. <laughs> Of Saint Valentine, and and he wasn't yeah. a saint when it happened. No, no. So how do you, you know? How do you get it? How do you get it straight? So here, I, I'm just going to click on something right here. Yeah. Um, research, research, research. Well, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. I I was just I just clicked on it. What? Oh come on, where'd it go? I thought it would have been great. It goes. What do we do in the name of Saint Valentine? So who was this? saint of romance and then i click on it and it's not here mm. we're being duped we're being duped and mysterious saint what do we do uh patron saint shrouded in mystery catholic church recognizes at least three different saints valentine or valentinus valentinus all of whom were martyred one legend contends that valentine was a priest who served during the third century in rome uh, when Emperor Claudius II decided that single men made better soldiers and those with wives and families, he outlawed marriage for young men. Valentine, realizing the injustice of the decree, defied Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. When mm -hmm. Valentine's actions were discovered, Claudius ordered that he be put to death. Still, others insist that St. Valentine of Tony, a bishop who was a true namesake of the holiday, he was also beheaded by Claudius II outside of Rome. How the heck did Claudius get two guys named Valentine? Like, was this a um, common name or what? Back in Italy, like <laughs> what? Know? Valentine Valentino is a. It would come from the Venetian region, um, right? But I, the whole thing with that story, and then I've got a third one where he was. He said he was imprisoned. Yes. And yeah, and his jailer's daughter. And then there's a story of it's a it's a jailer's son. So right. that changes as well. But those so two stories out of the three that I found were the ones that were most like just depending right. on what town was giving that story right. outside of Rome. So see, right would tell here, you if got, it's a female or a male. Right. So I don't know if it's so even you've got a three real stories, story. and then that one of those stories has two different yeah. scenarios. So and he wasn't like... sainted until after. Because mm -hmm. it just it because he before his death it's alleged that he wrote her a letter signed from your valentine which it wouldn't say that it would say from 
Valentino. Right. So directly translated, it is going to sound crazy. Right. But in Italian, it actually means from, you know, love Valentino or from Valentino. Right. So that's the legends are murky. The stories all emphasize his appeal as a sympathetic, heroic, and most mm. importantly, romantic figure. And by the Middle Ages, perhaps thanks to his reputation, I'm going to call him Valentino, would become one of the most popular saints in England and France. Not right. even in Italy. Where he died. <laughs> Poor guy. There's a good comment. Yeah. Hello, Pablo. Thank God my mother didn't name me Valentina because that was a close one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pablos, hello. There must be a Vatican historian out there that can shed some light on all of the pagan practices that were <coughs> co-opted by early Christians. Wishful thinking, LOL. That's what I was thinking while I was reading it. I'm going, yeah, okay. <laughs> I saw the whole yours. wishful thinking part, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, they're running. They're just all they're they're killing our lines. They're just flooding them right now. <laughs> just dying to tell us. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I wonder how much of that, if it even exists at the Vatican, though. I mean, it, they've really taken, you know, they've really taken it out of where its origins were. That's for yeah. sure. Um, you know, it's like the whole St. Patrick's Day, right? Like that's a whole other thing. St. Patrick too. was Italian as well. I know it's true. So you see, yeah. like, we all be having to like to talk about that, maybe. Next yeah, well, I think that's, I, I always <laughs> so. say, because I have a friend who's Irish, and and um, I always say to her that a, a lot of our culture is the same mm -hmm. in the families. The, mm -hmm. the cultures are very similar in right. the way they raise their families, and we always laugh about it. But, but um, yeah, and I'll say, I'll say Patrick was Italian, and it's 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 a message that goes to each other every it's true that, day. Yeah. day. We do <laughs> this know. every year. You know, That's and uh, she'll say no. Nice she'll send back St. Saint Patrick is Irish. <laughs> right. No, but yeah. So no, we, no. yeah. There's so many embellished history. tales with well, that. It's because but they're his, awesome. <laughs> they're he really, he really was born and raised in Italy. Mm -hmm. I don't know how he was sainted. I have no idea. I don't know the story well, of St. We'll Patrick. Do a show. We'll do a show. Uh, St. Patrick. We'll figure out which, which day we're, gonna, we're going booked. to do. I think you've already booked guests. Um, no, no it's some... not. St. Patrick's Day is on a Sunday. That's okay. We'll, we'll work it. Do it the week we'll... before. Oh, it depends. Only a couple of days. We'll we'll look at one. Yeah. We'll we'll have fun with that. What is what does St. Patrick's Day fall on? Which day? Sunday, seventeenth. The seventeenth. So let's go ahead. Let's do it on the thirteenth. Okay, that's okay. what I said. You can do it. The okay, week guys. Before. There you okay, go. That'll be mic. the next. That'll be the next open mic night. Let's hope St. <laughs> Patrick has more than. Yeah, Saint Valentine. <laughs> we'll see. And that his He's got a lot of really good stuff. No, some of the stories not are amazing. six in a row. <laughs> some of the stories are stories. really, really amazing. Because again, we uh, we covered it on the gray zone, and we had a lot of fun with that. Is snakes right. a, another word or a metaphor for the government? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Man. See where I I'm going? Know. This is bad. Stay off X. Stay off X. Oh. Um, but yeah, I. He was Italian as well. But I think back then, you were either Greek or Roman or Egyptian. Like, there wasn't that, like, how many, you know, or French. Like, there wasn't. There were lots. Yeah, no, there were lots. There were lots. I mean, there's a lot of ancient cultures that, that I mean, they're, they're everywhere. And but No, I know, but the Vatican mostly. The most, we, we grew up hearing about the most prominent ones. 
of course, you know, but yes. you know what people learn, <laughs> where people learn the more, most about the history of a lot of these different countries is through haunted shows. I yes. hate to admit it, but so many people, I remember There's reading an article recently about this, actually, maybe a couple months back. So many people watch these different paranormal shows. Like on this side of the world, we get some of it. And the other side of the world, they, they, they get even more, you know, like England and stuff. They get even more. And they they go over, I mean, a good show will give you the history of a location before you know, you start to, to investigate it. I mean, yeah. I used to teach this to kids when I did events that if you want, if you like spooky stuff and you like talking about ghosts, you have to understand the history of it. So you have to like history and you have to kind of like science because the history will help you understand, you know, people who live there at the place that you're going to visit. In this case, we were in a castle and, and I'm just like, well, this is a, this is a story about the family that was here. This is why it was built. You know, this is this is the stuff that happened. And this is what's happened since then. So this, this might explain why the people who are here are doing the things that they're doing. And then when you talk about science a little bit, you know, I guess it brings you into parapsychology a little bit, for, you know, a little bit more logical stuff. But it also explains maybe about some of the equipment, you know, whether it's for theatrics or whether it's for actually being able to measure you know, different frequencies and EMF and things like that and voice recordings. So it, it gave kids an understanding at a very young age as to why things were the way they were. And mm -hmm. one of those kids reached out to me. Okay, this is going back in 2006. One of those kids reached out to me two years ago as a young man and said, I still remember... <laughs> Going to this place when you were there, I still love hauntings. I'm now married, and my wife and I go to all of these different places to to check out different things. And I always Very remembered cool. what you taught. And I thought, oh my god, this guy! You always remember that first one, right? Yeah, especially as a child, they're so impressionable. Yeah. But yeah. what I'm what I meant with the the saints were a lot of them were telling was because the Vatican at that time would probably oh, yes. only recognize the Romans, mm -hmm. not even mm -hmm. the rest of Italy. Yes. So that and they were sending later. people out everywhere as well, right? Yes, but that I think when they started sainting and were canonizing or whatever term they mm -hmm. use, I don't. I think that started in a different century. I think that was more nineteenth and you know like mm -hmm. late eighteenth, early nineteenth century where. The other ones came in. They were not very. They were not very open to other what? cultures. Another child corrupted by Michelle. I'm gonna I'd forget you just said that. You. <laughs> mm -hmm. But this is actually a good statement, and and it is true. Yeah, it is true. Um, not when I said that. the snakes, the government. Yeah. But it was because she said he was he removed them from Ireland. Right. That's the only reason why I said it. Not yeah. the government, but it could be a reference to knowledge as many old cultures look to the snake as the bringer of knowledge. Correct. So does the medical the society. From... I actually have, my medic alert actually has, you can't see it because it's gold, actually has the snake. Exactly. My medical alert. The bracelet. DNA, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And that's that's, you know, if you think about it, you cannot, you know, let's, let's go back to the Garden of Eden. You cannot, mm. the snake tempted. tempted but did her. it 
knowledge, knowledge, <laughs> right? So, but, it, but, it, but it comes down to knowledge. Me. You can't eat yeah. the tree of knowledge. It's vernacular. Exactly. That's the whole thing with the Bible. That's why there's so many different interpretations. The vernacular, you have to understand the vernacular of the time mm -hmm. in order to be able to even you know, my, well, Michael Banks came on the show and he's he elaborated on a lot of different things that are not what they seem. No, it's very confusing mm -hmm. when you're reading it. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's I think Shakespeare is much easier to understand <laughs> than the Bible at times. Yeah. And and he spoke in riddles. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I love Shakespeare. But Wayne says removing the old pagan ways and bringing in the new churches thinking. Yes. That's how they recruited, mm -hmm. at least for the Christian church. They That's how, because it wasn't a Catholic church yet. It was Christian church mm -hmm. at the time, I believe. And they just wanted them to be able to recruit by making their holidays and their festivals similar, which mm -hmm. they're basically the same thing. They just changed the names. Well, they, 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 they merged. They merged the belief systems and yes. they, they incorporated. They took from everywhere. Well, they they absolutely did, and 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 again, it, some of it makes sense. You know, when you when you take over a country and its people, you want them to. You don't want to come in and have a rebellion. You want to show them, look, we're friendly. We're we're going to celebrate your belief system, but we're you're going to have to do it with our belief system, and we're going to work together. Yeah. Over time, now you start seeing less and less, and and you know, so Except it, it, I mean, it's it's. It's it's proper business. I mean, it's smart, yeah. really. I think but. for the Italians, it's a little bit different because the Vatican is there because mm -hmm. they are still ninety three percent Catholic, right? Where other European countries are not, right. um, you know. And even with all the immigration and that, mm -hmm. they're still ninety three. But I, like I said, I think that has a lot to do with head office being right in the center. Mm -hmm. Of course, of but, course. Uh, yeah, it's so, kind of cool to see if the like, how haunted the Vatican is. Okay, let's think about Saint that for Peter's a second. Or no, no, this Vatican City and average. Let, oh, let's, I would, let's, let's I would talk think about that for one second. You got a place full of exorcists. <laughs> you have an exorcist school, right? <laughs> Training exorcists. All kinds of films going constantly. <laughs> I know. Out so, loud. So, I don't know. How haunted would you think? Vatican City would be because on, on the grand scheme of things, it's big, but it's, I mean, it's inside of Italy, you know, it's a little country inside of inside of, of, of another country, which is kind of kind of cool. There's two can, countries in Italy that yes. exist that are not Italian. Yeah, not just right? the Vatican. There's another one. Very, but very small it. medieval one that stayed to itself. It's actually on a mountain. Yeah, see, that's where I would want to stay. But how... <laughs> How haunted do you think that place would be? Do you think it would be more haunted because, I, you know, I you're always being challenged? So. And we know it gets a little bit freaky over there with the, their beliefs and stuff. I don't know. Well, there's, there's, and there's a lot of corruption in the Vatican, um, meaning the Vatican City. I mean, you've got the Vatican Bank. You have your own policing. It's yeah, a whole sure. other world. There's children that go missing. I mean, if you watch... Um, if you want to know about one of the most horrific stories, watch the the film. I believe it's the documentary is on Netflix called The Vatican, Vatican Girl. Vatican Girl it was excellent. Excellent. Uh, yeah. yeah, and and um, she went missing out of Vatican City. Figure that one out. Okay, like it's just 
there's mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff going on. Um, mm-hmm. And and my background is Roman Catholic, and there I don't practice it, but I still have some of their beliefs in the sense of the prayers, which mm-hmm. to me is like a meditation, and that's a whole other show. It's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't follow the teach the way the church runs, the organization part of it. I don't mm-hmm. follow, but I I do love the prayers and the saints, and I love the stories because to me that's history. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Vatican City has always rubbed me the wrong way always mm-hmm. rubbed me the wrong way. The fact that they gate the city and it closes mm-hmm. down between, I think it's nine or 10 o'clock at night, depending on whether it's summer or winter mm-hmm. because of the darkness, sure. they actually shut the city down and you can't get in until the next day, even if you live there. Hmm. Um, most people that live there work at the Vatican. Hmm. Uh, you don't get residents there because you know it's very few that are born there. Mm-hmm. So it's usually because someone mm-hmm. you're related to works for them or to for the bank or for the police. Right. So right. that's a whole other show that could cause us a lot of trouble. <laughs> but yeah, if you, yeah, I think the Vatican Girl is a good way to start to understand the inner workings because you actually see it from the inside mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. her brother and sister telling the story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. Um, go ahead, uh, Diane's comment. Thank you. Diane says, I was shocked Ireland's Catholic churches sit empty or mm-hmm. closed in the 90s. I visited Ireland. Wow. I think there's so many of them too, though. And they're way out in the middle of nowhere, aren't they? They're, well, they're everywhere. It's like castles. They're, like, they're everywhere. Yeah. But you know? like like Italy, you have them in the town, and then you have like one random one in the middle of where there used to be a village, mm-hmm. but now there isn't. There isn't, yeah. So those are the ones that are that are. Mm. There's no one in there, right. but they are ancient. Those churches are I know, ancient. I love it. I They're love gorgeous. It. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, uh, Marshall. Hi, Marshall. Imagine all those ancient beliefs that were accepted and then removed, forgotten, and stored in the Vatican's vaults. Oh yes. Were, were they though? <laughs> did they store them or did they burn them? We'll never or know. Did they burn them? I, you know, I don't think. I think anything that sits in the vaults was pretty, pretty much safe to say that they exist because nobody would have access to them. Not unlike even the, the like the Library of Alexandria, which most of the ancient world had access to. So a lot of that yeah. stuff was whatever they didn't take, they burned. Yes. Right. But so Sadly. I don't imagine anything there is safe because if they took it, they wanted it for a reason. And there's a lot of artwork, never see the light of day, but there's a lot of artwork there. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot like Dante Alighieri's full collection is there. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, Da Vinci's work is there. Mm -hmm. So it can't be sold on the black market that we know of. Again, we don't know. Right. Nobody's been able to go in there and prove Mm -hmm. what's there. Right. I I think, I believe that there are Swiss guards who guard the vaults Mm -hmm. and the vaults are not like you think on the Da Vinci Mm -hmm. film, the vaults run like kilometers at a time Mm -hmm. underground. Mm -hmm. It's not just this room with, no air and Tom Hanks falls over all, a shelf. It's not to, like that. Yeah, you have yeah. to think it's it's over a thousand years yes. of of 
documentation and books and scrolls and you have to be these things have you, to be cared for as well graphic. that's right no. the humidity has to be just just right the yeah. temperature has to be just right they have to be separated they have to be yeah. moved there's all kinds yeah. of things because you're talking about paper mm -hmm. um which they called papyrus at the time with the scrolls yeah. that would crumble mm -hmm. which is another reason why the transcription of the Bible is so confusing because they were reading from scrolls that literally fell apart in their hands and the Aramaic of that day, no one could translate. So they kind of guessed. Well, the Dead Sea Scrolls are, are in a museum right now. Yeah. And they, it took decades, like literally to be very, they had to be very meticulous about putting these little bits and pieces together. God, not everything. Yes. It's not like they could just roll it's a crazy, it out. no. Some of it was, but some it would of it just was painstakingly put in, in, into place and behind glass. Yeah, and, they and, don't wear latex gloves in the Vatican. They actually wear linen, I believe, or cotton, yes. or white linen, yeah. cotton, and they toss them there. It can't transfer That's anything. Right. Plastic would take. Yeah. the inscription off of the papyrus so yes, yes. um but it's there it's secured by swiss guards mm -hmm. and like i said it goes for kilometer upon kilometer mm -hmm. under this under the vatican there's a uh, lot under, of under the street hidden there i mean yeah. you know when they were renovating um the kremlin for example, which is like an off-limits place. beautiful it, building. It is. A lot of yeah. Russia is. They yes, went it's gorgeous. underground, and they found a whole other city underground, and it was believed that they even found an extraterrestrial skull, actually. Oh. And, yeah, I, I mean, cool. how many, how many, like, so much information is, is buried it's oh, scary. And, yeah, and, and that's under there too. Well, you know, when I was in Greece, they they were they just finished doing an excavation in a building that they just found. Some places actually care about, you know, you want to put in a parking lot. Well, you don't get to do that till we excavate it and see what's there. And then they get in and find this whole other world and they excavate and they they get in there and painstakingly pull out everything from underground. If and if, mm -hmm. if it's a full structure, and if you got mosaics, and sorry, dude, you don't get your parking lot. You now have an no. historic site. But if it's yeah. just artifacts, they'll pull it out, and then you get to do what it is you want to do with the property. Yeah, they've excavated some amazing places. Oh, for sure. for sure. Dan asked if the catacombs are there. Catacombs are all over Europe. They they're are in they're Paris, they're in Rome, in Edinburgh, of course, and in, in, yes. uh, in Paris. And Paris is the famous one, but there, uh, there is in everywhere. Italy they have catacombs as well. Yeah, that's how they used there. to bury their their dead before. So because mm -hmm. they didn't have land and they were in small areas, they would just dig and put them their bones in the well, wall to take while, up less space. Yeah, and after a while, I mean, you'd get a family would get a hundred years out of something, and every time you have a city that would build over top of city, and the cemeteries would get full. So you know, when you went to Bone, if you were lucky, you got a hundred years, being some of the more prominent yeah. families. But man, once you went to Bone, you went to the catacombs, and then they would start again. You know, yes. and and it's it's phenomenal stuff. If you go back to the time. Even you know, in Jerusalem, and they they would, you know, they had ossuaries, and and they would basically let you sit there for two years, and then the bones would go in these little boxes, these ossuaries, and then they would get walled up. It, it's just 
lack of space more than anything, right? So uh, she recalls a past life in catacombs, 1523 was killed. Interesting. Figure out which one those were. Yeah. And then go visit. Go to those extremes. It's uh, cool to go to a place where you, you, you died. Life. Well, I mean, well, maybe if you need the closure, you died, but, but yeah, places that you, you've been, because I've done that. And I'll tell you something. Yes. It is a freaky feeling to walk through the steps somewhere where, you know, you could possibly have walked before. Wait till so, we go to Scotland together. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Craziness. Well, having a life there. And yeah, it, it would be, it'd be very interesting. I'm, I'm definitely going to need to record everything I say mm. yeah. because I don't think I would remember like just enveloping all that energy and, and everything that it's saying mm. and what the land tells you. I, I think it's fascinating. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I think everything you get Edinburgh ripples, yes. ripples in time. And, and I do think it's like a replay when you can find, you know, a clay bowl that you can play like a record and it gives you something when you can listen to stone and hear echoes and hear yes. it resonating and oh my gosh, you mm -hmm. know, but I wanted to, to, to say, um, because we're slowly getting up to, you know, getting close to the top of the hour up there, but when we had Joshua Shapiro on last week, he was talking about crystal skulls and, and how mm -hmm. these, these, the quartz especially, how yeah. it, they resonate and, and this energy thing. And he said, you should try to find a skull that resonates with you. So then I'm just like, how do you do that just by going online, looking at a picture? I like to hold things. and You have and, to touch it. Well, yes and no. I like a, a skull too. in the caliber of what he has or no, like a crystal no, skull? No, just well, there's crystal quartz. There's different types of quartz. I have right? a I have a satellite one, which I resonate with that stone. See, for me, I have different stones and crystal balls, and oh man, yeah, so much stuff. It's ridiculous. But I looked at a picture of one, and I and 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 I was told look for look to Brazil, and I thought okay. I looked to Brazil. I was trying for Peru or something like that, just to resonate because I wanted some of the quartz that maybe some of the original crystal skulls would have been made out of. So, but but somehow I got sucked over to Brazil, which is all pretty much one, you know, one vast area. So, and I ended up with the I, I saw one and and I'm thinking, I kept going back to him going, this is like bizarre, but I'm like, okay. So I got it. And then I researched it after the fact. And Everything I researched about it was exactly pretty much my personality. Like it, it just, I was just kind of like, oh, okay. So now mm -hmm. I'm waiting for it to, to come in. It's going to be in within the week just to see if, if it feels the same to me as it did. Cause I can hold it at that point. Mm -hmm. Nice. We'll see. Yeah. It's, I know, you know when I, when I bought, they just have a little one. Um, I have a couple, but like yep. small and I was, it was new to me. The whole thing was new to me, but I was drawn to it because when I first started, started meaning again, after the NDEs, 
it was the sodalite stone that I was drawn to. And mm -hmm. I actually have an indentation in it from rubbing it when so I'm meditating. So that's why I was drawn to that. But the stone that I'm most drawn to is the Archangel Michael one. Mm -hmm. Is the, um, uh, what's it called? The lapis. Abscess. Well, lapis. Oh my God. Yeah, it's a lapis stone is what it yeah. is. Behind Edgar, me, Edgar, I, Casey, yeah. Edgar Casey um, meditated um, with that stone. Did he? So, yeah. yeah. I but have I, a know, beautiful, shiny one, but again, like way behind me, twist myself. And um, and I have the stone that, uh, see, I I have to, I have a terrible memory for the names, but I'm. it's funny because my favorite colors are like lapis lazuli. Thank you, yeah. Diane. Uh, my favorite color, you know, my love red and stuff like that. But yet I'm drawn to blue mm. when it comes to stones and yeah, wellness and metaphysical. I'm drawn to within, blues and greens. Something within your your psyche is drawn to it. It could, it could come right? from past things, you know? Yeah, like, like I painted my, my bedroom. A I painted, well, you know what I mean? It was painted a deep teal blue, which is a blue green. It's like when you don't really like a peacock, you don't really know what color you're picking, but right. I find the most peace mm -hmm. within those four walls. Well, I know that but, Joshua yeah. had mentioned that some of these stones actually, you know, they, they communicate with each other. These, these crystals oh and, and they, in spirits will sometime come in the spirit of the stone and they, they oh, do, yes, like he, yes. he, you know, he'll hear them and people swear that, they have these communications with these with their their crystal skull, mm -hmm. and again, it's all like I love black That's amethyst so cool. and smoky yes. smoky quartz, quartz is like a you know is like there is no black amethyst it's smoky but you know it has a little purple hue to it and it was a very it was a very rare specimen as well that I found so when I really got into dissecting it and researching it I thought. Okay, and it looks different as well as to how it was done, and it was hand done Funny. as well. Yeah. So I thought, okay, all right, we're gonna see how how that goes. And you know, I've ordered myself a few little fun things. Um, Good for you. You never do well, it for yourself. You know me. It's nah, it's more of a research thing for me. Everything is, you know. <laughs> so it's like, okay, okay. So, well, there's a, there's a, there's an item coming in hopefully in the next few days that I'm going to, I'm going to play around with and try. And if it works, um, mm -hmm. or if they work, I'm, th then we'll, we'll talk about it on the next, you know, on the next open mic because, oh my God, it's one of those things like a synchronicity, you know, you, you don't, you don't fart around with anything. You don't think about it. And then no. all of a sudden it comes up. And and it keeps coming up, and I'm thinking, why does this keep coming up in my stream? So I I, re, I looked it up and researched it a bit. Went, okay, that's interesting. Whatever, and never it, it was never a thought again after that. So anyhow, eventually I I, I caved and I went, oh, I'm just gonna do it. And uh, yeah, it was different. So, oh wow. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I love them. I love them. The crystal skulls. I think they're so cool. Mm. We'll see. Because I mean, it's 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 an understanding of it. I knew a lot about the the ancient stuff. Um, yeah, you should go back and you know, I think yeah, you did hear the show. They they it is an interesting phenomena, yeah. and obviously a lot deeper than what we went into. And a, a lot of people researched this to the nines, 
with respect to you know the the legends and how there's there's supposed to be 13 or 12 or 13 mm -hmm. and i think joshua said there was like a total of like 52 like there you was, always get different numbers when they come on you notice that well I think it's because whatever. he claims that there's groups of them uh, yeah right um but some of them you know okay if they all you bring them all together this big event supposed to happen but some of them you can never get to they're yeah. so deep down into the into the water, for example, or into a cave system, or they I mean you just don't know where they all are and they haven't all been found. So what were they happened? buried on purpose? Apparently. But yeah, they're I mean, buried on purpose. I mean, you have water levels that are so high in some areas, but they may True. not have been water there back then sure like, like who knows i, mean, I know because you see some ocean age, floors and there's rocks yeah. and you're like where's this yeah. rock formation from when it's sand like yeah yeah, yeah you know I see that i so, understand that okay. uh adrian allegedly i think it's allegedly allegedly, allegedly yeah. the original crystal skulls were used to store knowledge from one person's mind and transferred to another person mm. a pedestal and focused sunlight were involved how I, cool I registering information. Yes, I, I yes. would completely, completely go with that. And the fact that it's a skull that's used, you know, is well, it would as record well, but, the brain, right? So, if you can record on know. vinyl, you can record on crystal. On quartz, for sure, you could. Yeah. For sure. I love it. Uh, well, think about Mara. it. A lot of the real spirit boxes, most spirit boxes are made with a with a quartz crystal in them. Yeah. You know, I had, you know, even, even between the portal had it and I had a really elaborate ghost box built and, you know, I don't use that one as much and it had a quartz crystal in it. I have one of Frank's boxes and I've got to get in to see if it actually has a quartz crystal, but to my knowledge, it probably does. does. See what I mean? So there's something to be said for that transfer of energy through quartz. So it's just, and I, and yeah. I think you get into old parts of the world. You now I wanted south american quartz because this seems to be where the, the the hub of everything is and um it's still the same darn quartz or similar i mean it's out of the ground you know it's not like it's just we see it on the store shelf so it doesn't matter if you buy it off the store shelf i i mean that's what i did i just didn't like say hey go carve me a skull <laughs> you know what i mean like mm -hmm. like it was hand carved but it still came out of locally out of the ground there and they give you like a history on it and there are some artists who do these things and you know you get certificates and all kinds of stuff but again doesn't mean you'll resonate with them it really does have to be the right one like if you have one you resonate with and you're already connected to it that's the one you should continue to use because you already established a connection with it and apparently when you can establish a connection that's when it starts to really work for you so maybe mm -hmm. you need to pick that guy back up and say okay you know, because you were already connected to it. Some people have multiple so cool. ones that they work with. It's fascinating. And I'm, it's definitely something, you know, that I'm all for learning a little bit more about. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But with I love that, stuff like that, I, got, so, I took a lot of slack. I have a crucifix that has a crystal skull in the center of it. And I took a lot of flack from people for that who are Catholic. And I'm like, don't judge and make comments on something you don't understand. It's got nothing to do with the occult. Right. No, not at all. No, actually. it's a Mexican cross. It's got everything to do with life. 
I'm like, this is so. Uh, one of my listeners made it for me. I'm like, you cannot. But lost mortals, right? Day of the Dead. Like this is yes. this is something. There's a huge belief system there. Yeah. And remember, that belief system came from overseas. Boy, there's so much. You guys really got to go back and watch the Atlanta show too, because yeah. holy crap, like there's stuff in there that's going to be like we cut. We talked about a lot of 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 stuff with that worldwide stuff, you know. Um, Steve says, um, how about good old Coral Castle in Florida? That, that is interesting as to how it was built. It's believed that he had a device for levitation to do that. There's a lot of stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And with that said, we are here. <laughs> so... It was great. We all. I'm. I'm glad we had uh, the open mic tonight and came out and hung with you guys because it was a great segment and we we got all of our, you know, Valentine Day stuff in there. We got to talk about a lot of other really interesting things, which is awesome. So big thank you to all of you guys in the chat room and all of you guys out there listening. We appreciate you all so very much, mm -hmm. and we really do love you. Hence why we're here. You guys are like our Valentines, you know. <laughs> we love it. Uh, anyway, big thank you to Folgers Happy Coffee Valentine's. for sponsoring our show tonight and pretty much every night that we're on. So thank you. Big thank you to Justin Snicker, a.k.a. Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, for his intro. Big thank you to Steve McGinnis for his artwork here on the show Next week or not next week. Oh my God, we're only Wednesday. Tomorrow night. I'm really looking forward <laughs> to this. I know I am in just so much darn trouble. So tomorrow night, for the very first time, we welcome Nancy Thames, a former Department of Defense employee. Oh my gosh. And a lifelong contactee of extraterrestrial beings. Um, this has emerged as a significant voice. She has emerged as a significant She's... voice in the realm of alien disclosure and spiritual awakening. So I love this. She's like former whole, GDA. My God, this is really big. Spiritual yep. awakening. I love it. Where she's coming from. This is huge. This is really awesome. And um, I am super, super looking forward to it. Um, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> so thank you guys all happy valentine oh my goodness we i know every now and then she makes it <laughs> sorry had her on a few weeks ago yeah well when she approached us i went yes let's do it let's do it sounds like uh my cup of tea so to speak and uh <laughs> yes so but anyway guys thank you all for tuning in and we will see you all tomorrow night. Hopefully, you can all make it back and listen to this intriguing lady and see what she's got to say. Have a good evening. And for those of you out the other side of the world, have a great day when you wake. Good night. <laughs>